Welcome to the Divine Career Design Podcast. I'm your host, Jody Palmer. Week to week, you'll hear me interview experts in their fields of study, the highlights and challenges within their career, what an actual day-to-day looks like in their practice, and how to become an expert like them. There's so much to share, and I'm excited to get started. Hello, everyone. This is Jody Palmer, host of the Divine Career Design Podcast. I'm excited to have this conversation with you today because one of the questions and or concerns that parents often bring to me when they are working on difficult situations with their teens is that they are feeling that they're not able to combat this attitude of entitlement and their teens having high expectations and demanding things without being grateful or appreciative about the things that we have in life. And it's likely that if you are listening to this message, you have access to some sort of smartphone or computer, device, internet. And if you have those resources, you are far better off than most of the people in the world. We know this. But the challenge is, is how do we raise our teens to have gratitude and feel appreciative and not come from a place of feeling entitled and demanding? And I know that if you are a mom of a teen, and this is a struggle that you're having, there are ways that you can help to foster these places of building connection for your teen with people outside of themselves. And really, that's what true gratitude and appreciation and thankfulness is, is it's being able to relate to others and coming from a place of empathy and compassion in a way that has you see things bigger than yourself. And it's hard to get our teens to, to, to move there. It's hard for them to see how what they do or don't do has an impact on other people in the world. And I think for the most part, that's our biggest challenge really in society altogether is how do we get people to see that we are all connected energetically and if that's the case, to be mindful of our decisions and our choices and our words and how we interact with others and especially within the home. Because I know time and time again, this is a concern that parents bring to my attention is that they do want their child to feel like they have access and they have everything that they need. But there's a real balance with them then not taking that for granted. And in all honesty, I struggled with this myself. So I will share a little bit about ways that I know research has shown that we can move our kids from being entitled and demanding to being grateful and appreciative and and also con- contributing because that's what the biggest difference is, is that when your child is in contribution to things outside of themselves. That's where the biggest shift is going to make. 
So how do we get our kids to see a perspective of being in contribution to things outside themselves? And really that is how they see themselves in contribution in every area of their life, in their home, in their school environment, perhaps with their sports teams, if you're involved in any affiliations or associations or churches, you know, any of those things, your child is a part of that group and they can help contribute in some way to make a difference in that group. And that's the biggest key to getting uh, anyone really to feel gratitude. So how do we do this with our teens? And Maybe you're a mom and you're listening to this and you have young children. And I so encourage you to start this at a young age because it's what makes the difference. It's what makes the difference as a mom in my home. It's what makes the difference as a leader in my organization. It's what makes the difference in my classroom when I teach. And so I employ these things, not all of them all of the time. So we'll talk about that. But I employ these things in every area of my life. So the first one is going to be to share something that you're grateful for or share an expression of gratitude while you're sitting down together at the dinner table. And I know that I have families and friends and they share that they do this. And for somebody for different families, it looks a little bit different. And it might just be, I'm really grateful for. In some families, I know they say, today my win was, and my mistake was. Uh, today I am, uh, this was my my high and my low. So there's another there's another way to start conversation around the dinner table, but really then focusing on what you're grateful for in those experiences. So here's my high and here's my low and what you're grateful for in both of those, right? Because we, we want to foster that practice of gratitude, even in the low experiences we have in life. Perhaps your child says my low was that I, I got a C on my exam and I was, I studied so hard, studied hardest I've ever studied. And I only got a C and I was really hoping that I would at least hit the mark of getting a B. Okay. And what are you grateful for? I'm grateful for the fact that I showed up and I was committed to studying as much as I did. And I know that means I did my part. And look at that from the perspective of a teen. Now we're not comparing their performance on their grades. You're actually recognizing that attribute of your child being so committed So there's an area of how using that focus of gratitude, and it's not just I'm grateful for my mom, I'm grateful for my dad, because we can be grateful for those things, but it's really going deeper into, like I just shared, the example of being grateful in our highs and our lows, being grateful for our wins and our mistakes. So there's another one too, loving to share how our mistakes can be transitioned into lessons and how the lessons in life can have us come from a place of gratitude. So there's the first one. The next one is going to be writing thank you notes. And I really encourage you here to make them uh, handwritten. And of course, we can send a text message. We can type an email. But the most 
well, one of the lost art forms really is handwriting. And it's not incorporated that much in school today's today, only because we use devices for so much of what we do in teaching. And there's a benefit, but there's also that consequence of, well, gosh, our kids have kind of lost this long lost art of handwriting, you know, or just using, taking a pen to paper. And I think this is really, really important. It can be done when your child receives a gift. It can just be done when they're thinking about someone. So giving your child the opportunity to maybe find some cute thank you notes, they can be found and they really can be inexpensive. We have 99 cent stores here. We have Amazon. Uh, Trader Joe's is a market here that sells cards for 99 cents. So imagine what a dollar could do to brighten someone's day. And you're teaching your child a great lesson as well with regard to handwriting and showing gratitude and being thankful. The third is going to be to have and include a gratitude journal. And this is a really significant one because you actually get to go back and look at the things that you are grateful for. And I can promise you that if you maintain a gratitude journal, what you were grateful on day one and then what you were grateful on day 364 are going to be very different because it's a muscle that we build. And here's the other secret. When we practice gratitude, we actually bring more things into our life for us to be even more grateful. And most experts out there that practice gratitude, I mean, these studies has been done in large institutions, large educational institutions across our country. And what they say the best practices is to write three things that you're grateful for when you wake up and three things that you're grateful for when you go to bed. And when that's the thing that you use to start your day and to complete your day, you are in a high vibration for calling in and asking for more of the things that make you happy. So you're just going to get more things that make you happy. Imagine if you constantly could actually work to just be in a state of gratitude. And with that, you actually could just bring in more things that would make you happy. This is the, this is the actual truth. It's reality. It's a law of the universe that gratitude draws in more of things to be grateful. And Parents, I would encourage you to do this as a family, right? And maybe you share some of the things that you're grateful for. One of the practices that I have with my daughter is that I I write to her every day something that I'm grateful for about her. And I get really detailed. Like I said, uh, I don't know what day I'm on. I believe it's somewhere around... 475, but every day I write to her about something that I'm grateful for. And so sure, in the beginning, it started to be, oh, I'm grateful for you. You're my daughter. You're special. Now my gratitude is expressed in ways that are deep and show her the true value of who she is in God's eyes and in light and the strength that she is 
in all these areas of her life. That's just one to give you an example. All right, so moving on to number four, the next one is going to be volunteering in organizations. And this looks like going out and offering your time, perhaps maybe in schools or in uh, churches or at homeless shelters or in feeding. Obviously, safety is first and foremost with any of these. So you do have to take the necessary precautions. And for most any most any of these institutions, they're going to ask and require that that you do some sort of level of screening, which is great. I completely appreciate when I go into organizations and they have a high level of security because I know then that I'm safe there and that anyone that is there is also safe for me. So I I know that sometimes it can be another hoop that you have to jump through, but at the end of the day, it's also a level of precaution and safety for your child to be able to go in and volunteer. And this is not about volunteering because you feel sorry for whomever it may be. It could just be volunteering because you actually want to make a difference and you make you love seeing other people smile because of what you're doing in contribution. One of my clients started a project where she would bring in sandwiches to seniors every Wednesday. If it's not if it wasn't on Wednesdays, correct me, I don't think you'll kill me if I was wrong on that one. But she started sandwiches for seniors and every Wednesday she would deliver homemade sandwiches. And this actually happened during the coronavirus. And it completely revolutionized the experience that those seniors had because obviously they were in a senior home and they they were very restricted, right, because of their age and, and um, being vulnerable. And then it also really contributed for this particular sandwich spot that they were able to maintain a level of business that wasn't possible without her doing this. So I don't get to take credit for encouraging her to do that, but I do encourage her to be in contribution in the areas of her life that make a difference and, and, and help others. And she definitely is and did with that experience. All right, let's go on to then fifth one, and this is going to be to encourage your child to give, give of their time and give of their resources. And what I like to say is it is just a place of sharing. Just share. When we teach our children to share, and the best way to teach them is by leading by example. When we teach our children to share what we have, they're not attached to what they have and they feel freer to give more. And it's really this like special place. And I love it when I see someone at the Starbucks and they pay for the person's coffee in front of them or in back of them, I guess. That would be an example of giving, right? All right, moving on to number six. The next one is gonna be to celebrate mistakes. And what I mean by this is, We can be helpful and make a difference even when things don't go as planned. And really having your child be thankful for the experiences that they have 
and show a helping hand. So let's just say, for example, your family is on a trip and gosh, there is a flat tire and you have to unload all of the things in the car. I mean, I know that that's happened to my family before. My family was so big, we actually had two car loads. And one of the car, so my mom drove one and my dad drove the other and all the kids were in all the cars because we all didn't fit in one with all of our luggage and, and gear to camp. And one of the cars broke down. Oh my goodness. So there is my mom and my dad and five children in two separate cars loaded and ready to go on vacation. And we have been known as the Griswolds for this reason. (laughs) So needless to say, it was a moment where we all kind of had to pitch in and help one another. And some of us shifted while one car moved on and some of us stayed back while the other car had to be towed. And when we were in the middle of the desert, you know, on our way up on the 395 in California, on our way up to Mammoth. So it was definitely a moment for our family to come together and show help, you know, even in even in that experience, because that was 20 something years ago. But look now, I'm still talking about it. And and I know it was a time where our family came together. All right. The next example of helping your child to move from a place of entitlement to being grateful is to teach them about giving gifts. And this isn't really just about them going to a celebration or a party for a friend and you buying the gift and then doing the work to wrap it and put their name on it and then send them off with it. It really is about teaching them how to give gifts because that's one of the ways that we show our friends and our family that we love them. It's one of the love languages. And it can be a, an opportunity for a special exchange if there's a lot of thought that's put into it. All right, the next one is to give your child what they need, but not everything that they want. This really is key for avoiding entitlement. So I'll say that one more time. It's to give your child everything they need, but not give them everything that they want. And we all have desires. And I'm I'm working with my teen on one of them now because one of the things that she wants, I just don't believe that it is it makes sense. Just doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense for her to 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 receive this when she hasn't done anything to to earn it. And as a parent, this is a real challenge for me because I want to I want my daughter to know that she can have anything she wants in the world. I believe that to be true. She can have anything she wants in the world. I believe that to be true for me too. But I also believe that we have to be willing to meet halfway or we have to be willing to take action or we have to be willing to work and we have to be willing to to do things in order to get the things that we want in life. And it's a really balance for me because, you know, um, where we, where we live, there's a lot of children who they drive brand new cars when they turn 16, brand new expensive cars, more more expensive than what I own. (laughs) 
as a, a, a working adult. And so I really am mindful about the things that I will buy her and provide for her. And so my rule here is that I will pay for what she needs. And if there's something that she wants that is brand name, that she can pay the difference. And she does have money. Uh, she does, you know, work a little bit and babysit and she has saved money throughout the years. And so that's our agreement. And the reason why I choose to use that as the agreement in our home is because if I was just to buy her everything she wanted, she probably would just keep asking for more and more and more. But I'll give you a real specific example. So she is a sports player and I will tell her, I will buy the, the brand, you know, Nike. I'll buy those shorts for you. And those are, those are, Nike's a brand name, nice short, but there's ones that are more expensive and there's ones that are, you know, more cool or whatever the reason is that she wants that particular thing. And so I'll say, okay, well, if the Nike shorts were $45, I'll, I'll give you, I'll contribute $45. And if the other shorts are 72, you have to pay the difference. And then she really evaluates whether or not she actually wants to spend that extra amount of money to get that other pair of shorts. So hopefully that makes sense. It kind of applies for shoes too. And I will, you know, I will buy her Vans and I will buy her Converse and I will buy her Nikes and, you know, all these types of shoes. But then there are times where she says, I want these, you know, outrageously expensive shoes. And, you know, that's when that rule goes into effect. When, when, um, something is just really not necessary. Um, and so, you know, that's the way that I approach it. And I haven't found a, a better way, but I'm always open. So please feel free to reach out to me if you have another suggestion. All right, moving on. The next one is, is our ways that we are as parents that we lead by example and showing appreciation for the little things in life, right? Appreciation for the, the home that we have and the resources that we have and the access that we have and the freedom that we have. We have so much to be grateful for and to be thankful for. And a lot of times, you know, our children end up being a mirror of who we are and our attitude about the things that we do and more importantly, what we don't have in life. And when our attitude really is focused on what we don't have in life, that ends up showing up in our kids. And so really how we choose to lead by example in the ways that we show gratitude and mindfulness, that's, that's the most powerful way that you can actually shift your child's gratitude and appreciation. So hopefully these have been helpful for you. If you would like to connect with me further and ask me direct questions, please join my Facebook group, Thriving With Your Teen. We dive deep there one-on-one -on -one questions. This is where a lot of times parents will ask me questions. And then this is what brings up conversations and topics to have on the podcast. Because this idea of our, 
our teens being entitled and demanding and combating that and how we can move them away from that is it came directly from that that source. So if you'd like to join us there, we'd love to have you. And you can certainly ask me questions and I'd love to engage. And if it's something that continues to come up, I bring it up as a topic on the podcast. All right. Hopefully you have a great day. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Divine Career Design Podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review the show and share it with your friends. Connect with me further on Instagram at amplify.u or visit the website at www.amplifyu.org to join our email list and receive our free guide to a divinely led career.